getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to this episode of The Learning with me, Any at Global.media. Can you tell your 411 message apart from your romance message on LinkedIn? Sadly, there are fraudsters everywhere, and LinkedIn is one of the thieves' favorite social networks, probably for the same reasons that you and I use LinkedIn access to high value professionals and decision makers. See, LinkedIn, when it's corrupt by thieves, it's not good for marketers like me because my customers don't generate leads that we plan for. And for victims, being scammed can be costly. It takes time and expense to get yourself back to safety. So today I'm going to look at some of the common scams on LinkedIn that users come across and also look at what you can do to spot them and how you should respond when you spot con merchants and scammers on LinkedIn. So it may shock you to learn that more than half of all social media related phishing emails sent out in 2019 went out as LinkedIn messages. So this is just part of a trend that was that's been noticed that's been growing quarter over quarter for a long time now. The problem is that LinkedIn fraudsters look like you or me. So very hard to work out and identify them on the surface. However, there are things that you can look out for and based on what people say and also signs that you can spot online to know whether you can trust someone or not. As I said, my aim today is to make you aware of some of the common scams on LinkedIn so you don't fall victim. It's equally important to me that LinkedIn users know what to look out for and how to respond to stop this cheat in the track. See, I'm on a mission to get scammers off LinkedIn, albeit one scammer at a time. So what do LinkedIn scammers want? On a simple level, of course, scammers want money. But to get cash, they want your information. That way they can use that information to market to you or to subject you to other scams. Some go to more than some want more than just running scams and marketing to you. I suppose at the very worst, some scammers after your information so they can sell it to other people. But I would say that LinkedIn scammers boil down to three good three reasons why they harass you on LinkedIn. First one is scammers basically want your email address and your number, just your contact details then they can connect with you as they wish. Many will use your contact details, basically try and sell you products and services. And with your contact details, they can also subject you to other scams on and off LinkedIn. For example, they can send you messages to your email, SMS, or even WhatsApp. Some scammers after more sensitive information, like your banking details and your logins for you know, some platforms. So these are the ones who are usually engage in what we call phishing type of activities, not fishing hook and line you know, in the river, phishing, you know, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing type activities. We essentially put malware on your computer so that they can see your activities and then they can obviously log in after you on the networks and the platforms that you use. Not all scammers want your information. Some scammers 
essentially compromise your account, whether that's getting your login or whether that's through you know, putting malware on your, on your computers. And so once, they, once your account is compromised, then they can you send out messages on LinkedIn to people that you may know or you're connected with and try and get them to click on the link, maybe to view a document, to view something. And as soon as those people click on the link, then they're redirected to a phishing page where this comes to try and get information from them, almost as if they are a legit legitimate business or company who wants access to that information. See, and I mentioned that LinkedIn is a place for many scams. Obviously, I don't, I don't want to put you off using LinkedIn. Of course I don't. You know, if I think there's a lot that we can do to protect ourselves and you know, got to preach to others how they can protect themselves too. Now, as I go through the list, it's in no, no particular order. But I warn you that I have got a core core of a scam at the end that I will reveal. And you know, you, you probably won't believe the cheat that some people have to try this scam. You know, it's easy to say that you should run and avoid LinkedIn scammers. In truth, don't run. Now, certainly, in many cases, don't respond, don't engage, but certainly don't shut your eyes if you, if you see a scammer. Instead, take a couple of minutes to report them to LinkedIn so that, so that their account can be blocked or even deleted. So, of course, now, towards the end of the podcast, I will tell you where and how to report scams to LinkedIn. So let's begin. So what types of scams are there on LinkedIn? I guess I've narrowed them down into six basic types of scams that you should be aware of, especially. Let's go through them. So the first one, obviously, given that LinkedIn started off as a platform to connect recruiters and job seekers, it should come as no surprise to find that there are scammers that involve bogus jobs on LinkedIn. There are a few variations of the bogus job scam. Now, I'm sure you know, you've seen people who post on their LinkedIn, on, on the LinkedIn post and LinkedIn feed that they're recruiting for one or more positions. Personally, I just wonder, why would you send such a post out on a social network? At the very least, you're going to be inundated with responses that you can't make sense of. And you know, you'd, how are you going to vet all the people that have been put forward? It, it's you now the mind boggles. But still, now these people do exist. I'm sure you've seen it yourself. Why don't these people just post on LinkedIn's job portal? Because LinkedIn has got a job portal. And also, there's many other job sites. Indeed, total jobs, top jobs, whichever. Now, there's many of them out there. Why would you put on social media posts unless you are in need of attention or wanting to protect? I don't know. Anyway. See, I shiver when someone puts my name forward in response to one of these posts. I wish they wouldn't, because suddenly my, my, name, my name forward, then scammers suddenly know that one, I exist, and two, then I got my social media handle. See, the vacancy posts to watch out for are the ones that's, that, that ask you to send either your CV or contact details in reply of comments. And it should be obvious to, that any, everyone can see your contact details on a public post. So never ever send it. 
and never put anything on open web that scammers can use because they, the more people do, then the more scammers get access to hundreds of contact details with little or no effort. If you're interested, if you're actually interested in the position and you work out that you can trust a person who did the post, then engage with them in the private direct message before you give them any information. I make my point again, why would you do such a post in the first place? Anyway, the second type of bogus job posts that we see on LinkedIn is now basically you get a random message in your LinkedIn inbox offering you a work position in a company that you probably never heard of. The message normally comes from a decision maker, owner, HR, or a recruiter to add some credibility. Of course, you, know, you can do the job from anywhere. That's part, part of the trick, isn't it? You can do the job from anywhere and normally you're offered an amazing pay. You know, 3K, 2K a month for doing a handful of hours and doing simple tasks, whether it's reviewing websites or products or even telemarketing. Who wouldn't want such a job? Now, what do these cameras want? See, these cameras want your information. Usually they want what's in your CV, which has enough information for someone to steal your identity and much more. So they would ask you to send them the, your CV or your contact details so that they can process your application. Now, some of these cameras even go as far as doing some form of phone interview or attempting to interview you, attempting to opportunity to interview you through your through LinkedIn messaging. Some of these cameras even go as far as pretending to interview you either by messages on LinkedIn or in a phone call. And they even send you an agreement so that it looks like you've got a legit job with them. So it follows, if you've got a job with someone, they need your bank details so they can pay you. So, you know, you can, I'm sure you can see where this is going. From when you give them your bank details, you, know, you may um, not hear from them ever again. They may just do, play, start disappearing. Either you never hear from them again, or they get you to do some of the tasks, but never, they, you're never going to get paid when payday comes. Now, try as you will to try and contact anyone using the contact details that they may have given you. And what you find is scarlet pimpernels everywhere. So literally, there's no one. Suddenly, they've just evaporated. Most people have been involved in recruiting staff. I have, you know, either as a person who's been employed, as a person doing employing. Now, I can tell you for sure, and we all know that hiring people is a lot more of a considered process than SCAM recruitment episode on LinkedIn. I mean, how many times does a recruitment team target a random person with a job offer when they don't know their qualifications or expertise? Even if the person profile, based on what you say on, on your LinkedIn profile, matches, you, you'd expect more of a thorough recruitment process and a couple of messages before they hire you. Also ask yourself, why would they pick me out of the thousands of people that they could pick for this job? So another question that you should think of also, you know, is how realistic is this job offer? I mean, you know, thousands of pounds for doing virtually nothing. You know, no colleagues that you have to talk to, minimal trade training, if any training at all. You know, virtually no work and loads of money. Like in the words of Richard Carlson, he's one that came up with, you know, with a saying, if it looks too good to be true, then it probably is. Don't fall for it. I'll come back to some of the points I had to deal with this scam. 
let's go further forward. The second type of scam on LinkedIn, which I believe is probably the most common, is what I call the dodgy link scam. I've seen it so many times on LinkedIn, and it's easy to fall for it, unless you are me, of course. Now me, I refuse point blank to click on any links anywhere, unless I know who it's from. And literally I don't click on anything, no matter who, who, I think, who sends it. Yeah, so on email, on WhatsApp, on social media, I will not click on anything that I don't know for sure where it's from and what's, uh, what it is. Essentially the, the, the dodgy link spam, a scam is essentially a efficient scam. So it's where a scammer sends a message that is trying to trick you into revealing information that they can then use to compromise your accounts. Or they may use that you know, the link to install software on your computer that can do things like monitor your activities or even you know, install ransomware. A company called No For Bed reported a LinkedIn scam message in which people use scam messages to target LinkedIn users to redirect them. They click on the link, they get directed to Google's homepage. But before you, get, you actually get to Google's homepage, there's a four second delay, which you hardly notice. In that time while you're waiting, yeah, they, they, in the background, basically, this link installs a sample of some something called Zeos Information Stealer. So with that, obviously, then they can then monitor what you're doing, like the websites that you access, and they can essentially replicate every all the actions that you take online. This is why clicking on links is so, so risky. See, it's hard to spot a dodgy link on LinkedIn because they come from people that are new or from people that you know. Some of you I'm sure you know well. The last dodgy link I, I received was a few weeks ago. I got a message from a new connection in the middle of our conversation. So it connects, so we're connected, we're talking on LinkedIn, and suddenly this link appears and a message from him. Now, the link basically, is, uh, the message basically said, I've worked for weeks on this video for you. And then the URL to the link. Of course, I didn't click on the link. I, I don't I said I don't click on any, any links. Instead, I messaged the guy and asked him, what is the link and why have you sent it to me? I wasn't surprised when I got a reply from him saying that the link's a scam as someone that broke into his, into his LinkedIn profile to spam people. If I had friends and even family send me links that I just refused to click, my process, my process of clarifying with the sender has saved me a while because almost every link that I've quest, received and questioned has turned out to be a malicious link from a compromised LinkedIn profile. The one thing that you take away from this episode is never click a link that you don't know anywhere. Not an email, not online, not on your phone, not on social media for sure. And if that's all you take away from this episode of learning, then I've achieved a lot. So, you know, what you want to do is ask yourself before you click on anything, why has this person sent me this link? Do I know or trust what's behind the link? If you have any doubts, the message is sent to ask what the, what the link is. So I've never found anyone who objects to clarifying what the link is 
And more often than not, they would try, normally try and get me the information or the files I wanted to look at through other means. And there's other means, you know, Dropbox is one, WeTransfer is another, that then takes away the, uh, the spammy part of what a link could do to your computer. Now, let's move on to the third type of scam on LinkedIn. It's estimated that there are as many as 33 million fake LinkedIn accounts in circulation. Now that's a huge number and that brings a huge problem. Many of these accounts are set up by people who pretend to be someone else, often famous or well-known or good-looking people. And they just want to connect to a star when they want to connect with you. So obviously, when you accept the connection request, then they have access to your information. And suddenly, you know, and they can do anything with your company with details. Worse still, they can sell your details on. So one of my clients had a particularly bad experience with someone who had a fake profile. My clients, who is in finance, from the moment we connected, suddenly he was subjected to many messages pestering him to buy into the property investment scheme. The first step by the, scam, by the scammer was sending LinkedIn messages to ask whether he was interested in, in working with him. Now that soon escalated to threatening phone calls around the clock and emails when the fraudster wouldn't take no for an answer. What people can do with a with fake profile, it's truly scary. You have to do a bit of detective work to make sure that you're connecting with genuine people. And I know, obviously, this is very hard in the day of being in a hurry and everything being done on mobile. But you, know, you want to make sure that you're connecting with genuine people. And the best way to do that is to check out that, prof check out that profile before you do anything about the connection request. I mean, does the profile contain information that you would expect to see? Do they have a healthy connection network? Now, have they got a big network or have they only got a few people? And have they set out where they want to connect with you? Make a connection request message. You know, one of the common things between fake pro, fake LinkedIn accounts is that they lack any real personal information about the person. So if anything, most of the statements in the profile, if there's anything at all, will tend to be most generic statements. That's just non-specific non in a summary and in experience sections. Now that's your flag, the red flag, that there's something wrong. And you, know, you could go as far as looking at people's pictures. Again, you know, none of these fake accounts tend to be done with pictures of people like me. Good-looking people, you know, insanely good-looking people. And you know, if you were to do a, a reverse image search on Google, you can easily find out whose picture it really is. You know, I say again, I understand the drawback of being on mobile and being in a hurry, but you, know, you don't want to connect with a fraudster can then make your life a misery. Let's move on to the romance, the romance scams. So even though LinkedIn is a professional network, some people will still try to use it to solicit personal and sexual relationships. Now, if you've seen me, you will, I'm sure you'll agree. I don't have a sweet smile or gorgeous eyes. So any message I get that's not about doing business, and any message that's flattering, 
goes straight into the reports abuse folder. So I can accept that some of my clients are good looking, maybe they are. And this pest obviously had no idea that they're talking to me, not my client. So if anyone is flattering you on LinkedIn, tell them that they should go and try on Tinder instead. This really is one of my bugbears. In case you're wondering why scammers use the romance line on LinkedIn, simply that they're trying, they're trying it because they think it gives them a high chance that you'd accept the connection request message without thinking about it. And as soon as you're connected, again, they can access your information that they can use as they wish. Don't waste your time with unsolicited, unsolicited offers of romance on LinkedIn. Don't believe that random message is from your Mr. or Mrs. Wright, because it rarely is. And if as soon as you accept that connection request and engage with them, leave yourself open to being scammed. My suggestion is always the same, report them and block them. Now I mentioned the 419 scam earlier. Some people say the so-called 419 scam, it, the name is based on the number of different versions that have been found. A high number of 419 scam. Another claim is that the name comes from the fact that the number 419 refers to the section of the Nigerian criminal code that deals with fraud, with the charges and the penalties for offenders. It kills me that this type of scam has become known as Nigerian scam, especially when there's many more people than Nigerians doing it, and it rarely mentions Nigeria anywhere in the message. It does make me sick, it really does. So what is a 419 scam? Essentially, the 419 scam is an advanced fee scam. It's a form of fraud that's really common because it's a confidence trick. So somebody messages you, they promise you a large amount of money in return for a small upfront payment. And that, that payment, they will assure you is there to, to be used to process the larger amount. In fact, I received one of those messages a couple of days ago. Now, let me read, I'll read it to you word for word. That way you see what these things look like. So it starts off with dear. Then it says, may I, may I humbly solicit your confidence in this transaction as being utterly confidential and top secret? but I'm assuring you that you shall be very happy at the end of the day. I decided to contact you due to the urgency of this transaction, as I wish to repose my trust and confidence on your discre on discreetness and ability in transaction of this nature. Let me start by introducing myself properly to you. My name is Mr. Joseph Conan. I'm the regional bank manager here in Cote d'Ivoire. I came to know about you, my private search for a reliable and reputable foreigner to handle this confidential transaction. As a regional bank manager, it's my duty to send a financial report to my head office at the end of each year. But in the year 2017 report, I discovered an excess profit of $10.7 million, which I've kept in a in suspense account without any beneficiary. As an officer of the bank, I cannot be direct to, directly connected to this fund for security reasons. That is why I'm contacting you for us to work together 
to get the said fund into your bank account for investment in your country. The percentage ratio is thus 40% for you, 60% for me. All I need from you is to stand as original depositors next of kin to this fund and your father or relative already made a deposit with Kumasi branch so that my head office can order the transfer to his designated bank account. If you accept this kind offer to work with me, if you find this proposal suitable for you, kindly reply with full details. I will appreciate it very much. Is this proposal accepted, acceptable to you? Do not make undue advantage of the trust I have bestowed on you. And I assure you that we should achieve it successfully. Best regards, Mrs. Joseph Coney. So I get truly sick of 419 scans because I'm gonna guess, I must get these messages at least once a week from various people onto my email. I used to wonder why, why target me as a person to help them by claiming money that was apparently waiting, waiting my name on it. When I worked out that these, these people are just chances, now I just ignore all the messages, just like the other 99.99% of unsolicited emails that I receive daily. So then when I read the message more, when I read the message more, I pick up spelling and grammatical errors in the message. Then when I read the message more, I pick up spelling and grammatical errors in the messages. Those should be a red flag straight away. So you're reading between the lines of a 419 scan, you realize that you've been, what you've been invited to do is actually against law. In any case, in this case, no, I'm being asked to defraud the bank. Now, take it from me. Never respond to a random message I invite you to put your name to a fraud. I can tell you that the only thing that's missing from this scam is for me to send my full details. That's nice to do that. I'll get a message telling me about the small charge I need to pay to secure my 40% my of $10.7 million. Yeah, right. Look, don't fall for it. Don't respond. Don't send any communication to fraudsters. Report it and move on. I promise you a corker at the end of this list of scams that seen or did come across on LinkedIn. I left this one to last because it's, it still makes me a goggle shock. You know, I, I, I struggle to believe that someone can actually do it. You see, I have to give credit to my friend Dan Cottrell and the podcast guys for bringing this scam to my attention. In fact, it was a conversation that prompted me to produce this episode in the first place. Anyway, here's a, here's a scarcely believable scam. If someone connects with you on LinkedIn claiming that they're interested in your business sector and can work with you to get greater visibility and search rankings online, the scammer then asks for your website URL so that they can give you a free report of an, of an analysis of your online presence. Everything seems above board so far. See, the issue comes when the scammer then changes tact and then suggests that you commit to pay them when you get the report. So unsurprisingly, Dan declined to pay any money, given that the service was been offered free and he was not interested in any case. The scandalous scam is, is that the fraudster then threatens to post negative reviews online about your business unless you agree to pay them. 
So I've worked with businesses who've been victims of malicious negative reviews on Google and Facebook. So I've seen the damage that such reviews can do. Therefore, I'm not surprised that many businesses are likely to give in and agree to pay the shameless con artists. Thankfully, Dan gave his cameras a made of URL. So he had nothing to fear in terms of their threatening, their threat, threatened retribution. His response was simply, go ahead, do, 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 do what you want to do. So I'm still not interested. This, this kind of shocks me because it is a blatant con. Now, resulting to threats and harassment is never a good way to get a limited connection to be interested in doing business with you. Listen, I took away from Dan's experience to be more guarded about your online assets, like your website and social media handles. So I believe in withholding the information unless you have complete trust in the person that's requesting the information. Another lesson that I've learned to take away from this experience is that you should be wary of people who offer free services online. See, nothing's free. There's always a cost. Even if that cost is your contact details and information that scammers can use later on. As you can see, there's a variety of scams on LinkedIn and it just helps to be eyes wide open that way you don't become an unwitting victim. So you've probably seen you know, more than one, one or more of these scams on LinkedIn already. The tragedy is that it's easy to fall victim to a scammer because they don't look any different to other LinkedIn users and marketers. As a LinkedIn marketer, I said, and like I said earlier, I don't want to put you off using LinkedIn and building your network. I certainly hope that in this episode, you've got some idea of the approaches to connect and share information that you should be wary of. You see, you can take some additional steps to be sure that you connect who you're connecting with and who you're talking with is a genuine person that you can trust on LinkedIn. I tend to use a full, a simple four-step check before accepting any connection request. Now, the first thing I ask myself is, does the sender have a profile that's complete and believable? Next question is, does the sender mention why he or she wants to connect with me? And then, if I get through those two, does the sender have a credible online presence? Have we got a website, other social media profiles, and things like that? I will also know that usually work out whether the sender is connected to people in the network who make sense. Yeah, literally, have they got a small network? Have they got a big network? You know, again, I mentioned earlier, a sizable network will bring more trust and more confidence than someone who's connected to 10, 15, 20 people. Arguably, many scammers these days have a way they've learned to build up a network, be it with real or fake people and then try and deploy their, their fraudulent activities. The final question I always ask myself, that I was asked before I, I, I connect or share information with anyone online, is can I have a real conversation with the person? Now, can we have a phone call, remote meeting? If the answer is no, then I am literally usually walk away. If the person is willing to talk to me on the phone, then the conversation is a better place to work out whether you know someone, like them, trust them, and are willing to share anything with them. So beyond you know, my four steps to work out, the five steps to work out whether I can trust you, or whether I should connect with you, 
I guess I know I will, I will tend to give this six top tips to help you avoid getting scammed on LinkedIn. The first one is look, treat your CV like gold dust. It contains a lot of personal information, which you don't just want to share randomly online. The same goes for your contact details. You know, literally protect your contact details as if your life depends on them. Only people that you know, like, and trust should get access to your information. And if you're going to share information on social media like LinkedIn, then make sure you only share those information in direct messages. You know, it's not just run like randomly sharing information on on DMs. You know, make sure that you one you know the people you're going to share the information with, and two that you actually believe that you can trust them and have a credible online presence. Now, I'll say quite simply: look, there's no such thing as easy money. So avoid sidestep, you know, run away from, do whatever. Sidestep 419 offers and don't respond to bogus jobs offers either. They, you're not going to get to loads of money for doing no work. And no, your long lost relative didn't leave you millions of dollars in some bank somewhere, which only this person can help you get access to. As I say again, I've said it before, never click on any links on LinkedIn unless you, you know where it's from and where it's going to take you. you know, there's no shortcuts with this one. You know, clicking on links is probably the most it's the easiest thing that we do, and it's also the most risky thing that we can do. And last, I'll say in terms of my list of you know, top tips is run far, very fast, if you get a proposition from a LinkedIn connection. If you believe that someone is a fraudster on LinkedIn, please don't ignore it. If you ignore it, then they just continue trying their chance, trying their luck to find someone who becomes a victim. So instead of turning your back and walking away, just send an email to report abuse to LinkedIn. Now the email is phishing, that's P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, that's linkedin.com. Just report it and just keep reporting things. And if we will we'll report the scammers, eventually LinkedIn will close the loophole that lets them exist. And the LinkedIn will be a safe place for all of us. That's all for this episode of Learning With Me in the Global.media. And if you've enjoyed the episode, then please subscribe so that you'll be the first to be notified when the next episode is published in a couple of weeks. As always, I'd love to engage with you. So please like, share, comment, and we will invariably come back to you and share the love. Let's hope you, know, you keep safe and profitable using LinkedIn. That's all for today. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.